Welcome back to the Uncompromising Entrepreneur Podcast presented to you by the Uncompromising Entrepreneurship Coaching Group. Do you have an entrepreneurial spirit? Are you constantly thinking about how to create value and build new businesses? Are you trying to find innovative ways of doing business to replace old, outdated ones? And you're looking to reclaim your entrepreneurial birthright. Men, we are talking to you. This is a podcast and a show where we teach you what it takes to pursue purpose, create profits, and build a legacy. I am Jimmy Gonzalez Jr. and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Devon Watts Jr. Uh, yes, sir. Yeah. And uh, if you are one of our new listeners, welcome to the Uncompromising Family. We appreciate you checking us out and listening. If you're a loyal listener, both parties, please feel free to rate and review this podcast. If you're watching on the YouTube channel and you, you appreciate the visual view and the content, we'd love for you to like this video, subscribe to the channel, and then share this with another entrepreneur that you know can benefit from this podcast and this content. Uh, and we are excited. This is another uh, installment of our MBA Mentored by Adversity series. And our special guest with us today is Henry Rodriguez. What's good? Yes, How we doing, guys? Fantastic. Doing well, man. Doing well. This is exciting. This is an exciting moment, man, because, uh, you know, this has been something that we've been building up to just a bit. Um, it's not often that, you know, our audience gets to hear kind of stories and get introduced to people that are in our lives um, before they actually get a chance to see them on the podcast. But for those that have been wondering over these many seasons, the stories I keep talking about when I mention my barber, the 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 man that is responsible for the fades, the parts, the edge ups, the beard trims, the 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 finishing touches that you guys compliment us so much on in our YouTube channel. Trust me, the comments are there. You don't got to go check them. Just trust me. They're there. People ask me, hey, bro, who laced you? You don't have to question anymore. The man with the golden hands, Henry Rodriguez Jr., my barber, who is also also the owner, not just a barber, but actually a grooming professional, grooming consultant and owner of Bladed Luxury Brand. And man, we are so excited, bro, to have you on to talk to you about your journey and your story. How are you yes, feeling sir, today, bro? Sir, man. I'm feeling great. You know, obviously a little tired, another busy day in the office. Um, dude, I'm feeling super excited. You know, we're really glad to share with you guys beforehand. You know, it's, I don't know, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm feeling like a kid again. You feel me? Getting ready to lace up my shoes for that first varsity game. You know what I'm saying? Everyone's <laughs> getting a little nervous and excited at the same time. You know, so I'm, I'm feeling great, bro. Dope, man. Well, hopefully we can get into maybe a little bit of that at a high level. Not too much details for our audience just yet. More will be revealed in time, man. But, um, uh, you know, we know that Obviously, you've been on this journey uh, professionally, personally, and then obviously more closely with us over these past couple of uh, uh, you know weeks or so as we've been working through our Purpose of Profits programs. And I got to tell you, man, one of the things that we definitely got an opportunity to get a firsthand um, exposure to is your your discipline and your hunger and your drive as an entrepreneur. Um, and as we got a chance to kind of walk with you and work with you. You know, Jimmy and I both kind of chopped it up. We're like, man, 
we got to bring Henry on to the podcast to talk to our uncompromising entrepreneur audience, like to take somebody who's been a listener just like you that has been studying, applying, asking questions about the content to then participating in the coaching programs and applying it to what you're already doing today to talk about your journey, your success. Um, Sometimes it makes it a lot more tangible and meaningful for our audience when you can hear from somebody who's walked that walk um, or maybe taking similar steps that you are um, as a listener to building out your entrepreneurial dream. So um, I can't wait to kind of get into your story. Um, I know that we got obviously the series of questions that we normally go through. So for our listeners, if this is your first time um, tuning in and you just happen to come across the NBA series, our Mentor by Adversity series is where we bring on an entrepreneur and we talk to them about their entrepreneur journey and how they were mentored by adversity. How did they get their MBA? Uh, and for, so we'll be obviously talking in, uh, to Henry this episode, but you can go back and you can listen to the whole suite of entrepreneurs and successful individuals that we've talked through over the past seasons. Um, but really, we just want to hear uh, Henry's journey um, at the end of the day. Um, and so if you've listened before, this is not going to be anything new um, in terms of structure, but it's going to definitely be new in terms of nuggets, uh, because obviously, you know, uh, Henry's journey is unique. I mean, we can't wait to hear kind of how he got to where he's at from, um, again, you know, kid in New York to, you know, owner of bladed luxury grooming services. Um, I'm super, super, super geek, man. Super geek. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, from, you know, what I know and, and conversations out that we had, you got a powerful story, man. So I know that our listeners are going to get a lot out of it. So let's just jump right in, man. Tell us, uh, obviously, we know you're not just a barber, you're a grooming professional. But if you can tell us a little bit about uh, who you are and what you do, you know, personally and professionally. All right, so, you know, you guys introduced me pretty well, so, you know, I don't got to go into that more detail. But, yeah, basically, you know, I'm a grooming professional. I help people get the most out of their image, and, you know, I feel like my niche in the barber game is I don't only focus on how the haircut looks, but I focus on the look, the feel, and the smell, you know. So I hit those three points constantly, and I feel like that just separates me from, you know, 90% of the other people that I'm in. Because, you know, I pay attention to those little intricate details that, you know, not a lot of people are willing to go that extra mile, you know. Um, and, yeah, personally, you know, I'm 29, uh, single. I love hitting the gym, you know, watching some TV. Um, but, I mean, right now, I'm just in that chapter where, you know, I'm just so focused on where I'm trying to get that I really limit the fun that I'm having. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the only time I don't say no is, you know, obviously when my dad hits me up, say, hey, Henry, you know, you want to go to Universal this weekend? Or, you know, so I, I never tell him no, you know. But um, other than that, dude, I'm just so hungry on getting where I want to get that, you know, I just really keep the partying and everything's a bare minimum because, you know, I grew up partying, you feel me? So that I feel like I got a lot of that out of my system very early. So once I got to like my mid twenties, I was able to be like, all right, listen, we need to, you know, step it up, uh, you know, as far as being a man, you know, being a personal character, um, and really trying to decide like what I want, you know, my life to look like. You know? So, mm-hmm. so I, I know you're, you're, currently housed out of south florida right so are you like a like a florida native or original or you're transplant kind of talk to us a little bit about how did you get to florida all right right. so uh, basically i grew up in upstate new york you know uh, 
basketball, played a little bit of cross, swam, you know, I tried it all. You feel me? Um, you know, things went sour playing basketball in high school. Um, I quit the team my senior year for you know, a lot of different reasons. But, you know, basketball, if you'd ask me when I was 14, I'm going to the NBA, you feel me? So things, things really didn't, you know, work out like that. So I found myself graduating high school, kind of lost, whatever, not really knowing what I wanted to do. I just started working regular jobs, you know, like any other kid, delivering pizzas, working at Taco Bell, uh, you know, I worked at Macy's. Um, and then, you know, I, I hit 21, and, you know, I'm that, I just got that itch. I'm like, bro, I've been here my whole life. Like, I I don't know what I want to do, but I know I don't. Like, I need a change. You feel me? I need to go somewhere. So, you know, at the time, me and my dad were kind of, you know, going back and forth, you know, me being the oldest, so... Uh, honestly, bro, I just left everything. I left my car, left the job. Um, I had $900 in my pocket. I hopped on a plane, and I just went straight to Miami. Uh, my boy was actually staying down here at the time, so I just ended up sleeping on his couch, um, you know, just trying to make ends meet. And, yeah, bro, like, I would have I never thought I would have been a barber today if you would asked me back then. Um, but, honestly, I got a, I got a very bad haircut down uh, down over there in Miami, you know, because I didn't know anybody, bro, you feel me? Like, I didn't know who to ask. I just went to the neighborhood barbershop. I look in the mirror, and it did not look like my barber back home, you feel me? I'm like, yo, who is that dude, bro? Like, I don't, I know you're not a plastic surgeon, you feel me? Like, whoa. So I paid him his money, then I'm going back home, you know, I'm, you know, crying to my roommate or whatever, like, yo, see this, bro? Like, yo, my man Manny back home for the hot 20, lacing me up. I'm good, you feel me? I gave this man $35, and I'm like, yo, where's my hairline at, bro? Like, where's the fade? Like, yo, what's... I was pissed, so, you know, he was like, listen, bro, go get your own clippers, like, whatever, you know what I'm saying? So, I, you know, at the time, I didn't have a car, barely any real work experience, so I'm working, you know, at a rep. I think at the time, I was at Champ Sports, and I was tour boss. So, you know, I'm lacing myself, don't mind you. I'm screwing it up, jacking it up, you know, it looks clean for the time, whatever, so, a few months go by, you know, and I'm realizing I'm spending two, three hours in the mirror, you feel me, just hanging out in the bathroom, chilling, trying to get myself right, and, you know, it's dawned on me, I was like, bro, I'm screwing up this time, trying to make myself look good, I could probably do this for other people, I could probably go to school and learn a little something, so, you know, I'll Fast forward, I'm working like two, three restaurant jobs, stressed out, because you know what, I need to change. So I went to look at Hollywood Institute in Hollywood, Florida. On a Friday, that Monday I was employed. Boom. Yeah, bro, since then, I just really, at the time I was 24, and I didn't have any barber experience, nothing, so I just, I was behind from the jump. I was just so dedicated to trying to become better that I just became obsessed with it. You know what I'm saying? I was like to learning. I'd be asking questions. Um, and, you know, you guys know Kobe's my guy. But insane work ethic. You know, mama mentality. You're not, you may be better than me right now, but you're not going to be better than me next week. You're not going to be better than me tomorrow or next year. You know, so that was pretty much like my main motivation. You know, me, everyone around way better than me. 
I just hated that too. Oh man. So you, you lace us with a lot. One, <clears throat> I feel your pain because that's actually how I ended up finding you coming down to South Florida. I had my guy up in Central Florida, been cutting my head for years. And Aries, shout out my boy and Aries, um, lacing me. All right, South Florida because life required me to move. I hadn't had to find a new barber in like yeah, eight, nine years. Go to the local barber shop and I got that chop job and like looked in the mirror like, yo, what is going on? They look like like, I look like I got the two-tone haircut. This is supposed to be a fade. Like, what is this? Like, it was horrible. And so I just got on Booksy, uh, came across you, just booked, and the rest has been history. I haven't uh, let anybody else in the South Florida area uh, touch my head since. Uh, but what I what I love about your story there that you're even sharing, and there's a, there's a lot of different nuggets we'll touch on. I know Jimmy will break some of them down, but the ones that stick out to me or the fact that you, you you started in this life really just looking to solve a problem, and it was a simple one, right? Like, I need I need a better haircut, <laughs> right? I don't trust anybody down here, and I need a better haircut. Uh, and the main motivation too was I was extremely broke. I was like, bro, I cannot I cannot afford even that little thirty dollars. I'm like, bro, listen, like, this is a bunch of food at Publix. This is, you know, X, Y, and Z. Like, bro, like, nah, if, I, if I can cut down my expenses, I'm going to. I'm good. <laughs> gotcha. So, so double motivation. I needed a good haircut and I needed something that was going to be cost effective and ain't nothing better than free 99 in my time. And so you figured out how to, how to make that happen. But also what I appreciate about it is. Before you even made the commitment to pursuing barbering and grooming as a profession, as an entrepreneur, you had the discipline and the rigor of wanting to perfect your craft. Like, you know, you're talking about spending two, three hours in the bathroom, cutting yourself up just to make sure that you're lace right, you know, researching, studying, how can I get better? How can I do a better job of how I present myself and how I look, right? Because I want to be able to... <clears throat> enjoy one of the few luxuries I have um, as, a, as a man, right? Maybe I don't have the budget to explore all the other things that are luxury, but for this, I can have a luxury feel in my cut. And you figured out you figured out what that meant for you and what that looks like, and you had the right discipline. And then that discipline obviously carried over as you decided to pursue it full-time and really study and master your craft. And so those two things definitely stick out to me, man. Um, I, I think are important takeaways for our listeners if they're, you know, they're trying to pick up any golden nuggets from your story so far. No, nah, I mean, shout out to your roommate for planting a seed and, and like, hey, man, like, <laughs> why don't you try cutting your own hair? But we've we've talked about that, too. You know, as we've we ended our series on solopreneur success. Uh, but one of the things that we did touch upon, you know, within the last couple of months is practice and and really mastering your craft and you were your first customer, but before you even necessarily got to that point that, oh, I, I think that I can and I should do this professionally, like you were putting in the time and you were putting in the practice. Uh, and when we talk about mentorship, you know, we're talking about being mentored by experience and adversity. But of course, you have mentors in your life, whether that's an actual individual that you know, or you read a book. Or somebody like Kobe Bryant that you read, you know, you read his books, you watch, you listen to, to quotes and videos of him talking and you soak all of those things up. You're like, man, like 
there's there's this individual from a work ethic perspective that I want to model myself after. Uh, and you can obviously you can tell from your work ethic, uh, one thing that we all have in common. Uh, and we touch upon this every once in a while on the NBA series are the tattoos and the fact that you got uh, the Kobe tattoo, you got the the, the Mamba mentality uh, and the, the, um, the Black Mamba uh, tattoo as well. So knowing that you you've put in that work yeah there it is <laughs> you put in the work right to to learn to practice and to get uh to get really really good at what you do i'm i'm curious so you you mentioned that hey i i did the research i found a school you know i talked to them on friday by monday i was enrolled so when you go to school i mean i know they teach you about business and stuff like that but you know at that point I'm presuming, you know, you're thinking, I'm going to be a barber. I'm going to go find, you know, somebody to a place to go work and and really start working this this business uh, or this profession. But when did it really start to change for you when you realize, nah, like there's there's more to this that I want for myself and, and really the birth of bladed luxury itself? All right. Um, so, yeah, so let's start. So I go to barber school, right? The instructor at the time is selling me a dream. Hey, I was cutting on Telemundo. I'm going to teach you how to fade real nice. I'm going to teach you how to do designs. Like, bro, I'm telling you, yo, my, my, man, my man gave it to me. Nice. Filet on a golden platinum platter, bro. Like, it was, it was awesome. So, I'm like, all right, bet. You know, I got to, you know, teach me whatever. So, you know, I'm going through barber school. Long story short, this man is not focused on trying to you know, teach the students. He's all over the place on the floor. Like, you know, so in the barber school, right, you've got the barber section. Then it's shared with the cosmetology students and the nail mm-hmm. students. So we'd be cutting hair, and he's over there trying to sauce up the other students. And I'm like, my man, I need to learn how to fade, bro. Like, I'm sweating right now. Can you come here and help me? And, you know, he'd come over and just be like, oh, yeah, yeah, you're good. And just walk away. And, you know, it was just a really, really, really frustrating um, situation, you know, at least for the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, so. So not a good mentor. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I didn't know any better. You know what I mean? I'm like, all right, cool. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Cool look legit and everything. Um, yeah, he, he got fired whatever a few months later. Um, so, you know. Uh, boom, you know, I, I get a, a few months go by, get a better a mentor at the same school. Um, you know, my confidence was, yeah, but I was like, whatever. I, at this time, barbering was starting to blow up. It was a big fad, you know, uh, you see on Instagram, $100 barbers, you know, you seeing all these big expos and conventions and, you know, the whole nine. So I think from, I came in at a time where, you know, it was good for to be a dreamer in that avenue. You feel me? Because like barbering was changing on a whole other level that has never been seen before. So from the beginning, I always had the aspiration of okay, I want to be that hundred dollar barber. I want to be. So for me, I would look on Instagram um, and I was looking at A Rod. A Rod was the guy. So it was A Rod and Moody OC. And to do, I would look at all their videos. Wear gloves like them, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to cut how they cut, fade how they fade, like even how they hold the clipper, bro. I'm trying to hold it the same way, you feel me? Um, so 
those were, that was the beginning of me being like, all right, I want to be a superstar like them. Um, so, you know, a few years go by, whatever. Um, I learned. So I'm bouncing around. It's been a long day, but, you know. No, it's all good. So my first barber job, I was at FIU, cutting on commission. I knew that I didn't have the skills yet, but I was like, all right, I got my license, so I need to practice as much as I can. So I'm on FIU campus. The cuts were $12. You know, we're getting 55% commission. So, you know, you do the math. I'm making, you know, $6, $7 a haircut. And for me, I was so committed to the dream of getting better that I didn't even try to cut fast and keep up with everybody. I was like, I'm going to still take my time quote unquote but i need to hit all these points because i need to practice i need to get this in repetition to where i can do everything i need to do in real time and still have them fire so you know everyone doing like 30 haircuts bro a day you know 20 haircuts 25 i'm at like eight <laughs> nine you know I mean? but i knew and for me i knew that i wasn't going to be there for an extended period of time like everybody so i would just Use that situation for what I needed, and then I would move on. So started at FIU. Six, seven months go by. You know, I go from you know being slow, your haircuts are not that on point, to now second semester rolls by. I got all the students asking me for haircuts. You know, they're coming in between classes. Hey, yo, yo, bruh, yo, this, the, yo, this girl gave me your number because you, bruh, yo, yo, thank you, dog. All right, <laughs> you see that work start to show, yeah. literally show itself. So I'm like, all right, boom, I need to make more money now. Like, I already know I got some skills. So I went to a rent shop. So now, you know, at first shop, I'm at a commission shop. It's super busy doing it for you. Now we go to a rent shop. You know, the structure's a little different. Now you're more, you're an independent contractor. The shop doesn't have to market or anything. You know, pretty much everything's on you. All right, cool. And it was interesting because the owner actually was cutting up a lot of uh, NFL athletes. Um, you know, I, I got to see a few of the Dolphins, you know, up close and personal. I got to see uh, quarterback from uh, the Lions, you know, chains iced out, you know, getting a super fly haircut. You know, he's paying you know, 120 bucks a haircut. And I got to see this up close, like, you know, it's not on Instagram, you know, where you look at it and, School, no, you're seeing it live in the flesh, mm. real time. You're seeing everything that it takes, you know, to be on that level. So, you know, that for me right there, that let me know that everything I wanted is tangible. I can touch it. It's right in front of you. But, you know, you don't have the skill. I knew I didn't have the skills yet, but I literally could look over and, you know, I, I could soak up all the game that I needed because the owner, he's cutting up all the then another guy who was there, who, you know, he was pretty much partners with the owner. He he was doing the same thing, but they had different styles. One was super fast, super clean, whatever. The other guy was a little bit slower. His fades were more stretched out, blurry. So I got I got to soak up a lot of game every single day from them you know, early. You feel me? So right off the rip. That for me, that was what I needed. When I was playing Madden with Kenny Stills in the barbershop, I was like, oh, yeah, this is real. This is real, bro. You know, and I didn't expect that. Maybe that just, you know, you look up and I'm like, what's going on right now? You feel me? Nah, I think, you know, it's, it's important 
you know, just to, to mention how, again, the, the work ethic is there, but the research, and you know this because this is something that, and, and hopefully I, I do want to at least get some of your perspective uh, on your experience in our program from purpose to profits, but we talk a lot about that and doing research. In this particular example, though, you you were doing your research by following cats on Instagram, you know, peeping out their moves, what, what equipment they were using, how they're holding the equipment. You now have this this tangible, you know, face-to-face -face experience where you're you're seeing how they cut, you're listening to the conversations, you're you're absorbing and, and witnessing their mannerisms and how they how they interact with these 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 professional athletes. Right, who have the type of money to be able to pay those type of prices? Uh, so again, it's just it's, it really is a, a testament to not only your work ethic, but your willingness to put in the time to listen, to realize, to to be humble. To you know what, I don't, I don't, I don't got it yet, but I know that I, I will, and I want to get it, and I have to continue to just absorb all of this information and just take it all in. Uh, and sometimes I think you know, ego can, can get in the way, especially for us as men. And we think that we know it all, but I, I really, really appreciate it. I'm sure our, uh, our uncompromising family out there appreciates too. Again, just your willingness, man, to say, nah, like I'm going to take advantage of these opportunities and just learn as much as I possibly can. And also with that mindset of knowing if these cats can do it, I can do it too. It is very tangible and there's a path for me to get there. I just got to continue to figure it out. Yeah, man. What I also what I also like about it, too, is there's this kind of there's this consistent thread in your story, uh, bro, about like how you're committed to living in that vision. Like, you you know, starting off at FIU and yeah, like if you look around and it's a commission only shop, like everybody's just running the numbers really quick. Right. And they say, all right, I got to get it. How can I turn over this chair as quickly as possible? And if other people are doing 25, 30 heads, all right, bro, you about to get the quick fade. Right. You're like, you know, what do you want? You, you want a zero all over? Say less. Like, no, no, I don't want a zero all over. I want to No, you're getting a yeah. zero all over. Right. <laughs> and instead of approaching it from that mindset of how can you churn and burn, you said, well, look, like, I think at that moment, and you may not even realize that at that moment, the seed was planted around what a luxury experience mm. is. Like, what does it mean for bladed luxury? Right. Because for you, you're saying, look, th these college kids that can only afford a $12 cut and I'm only making, you know, uh, six, seven dollars off of it. But how it's changing their lives, like their experiences when they go out to you know the classroom and the quad or whatever. And yo, bro, this girl gave me her number because of how you lace me. Right. Like now you're getting that feedback and it's almost validation that there's your method at your approach is impactful. And then you take that and you fast forward to now going into a new dynamic where it's not commission only it's rent, you're an independent contractor. So now you're taking on some of these other responsibilities. It's kind of like transitioning a mm -hmm. little bit because we've been doing a series this, this uh, for this season around solopreneur success. And so it's almost kind of like transitioning from being uh, a solopreneur where you're working in a commission um, shop, right? Because, you know, we're thinking about like kind of the gig economy and stuff like that. So you don't have a lot of overhead. You don't have to worry about too much. People are coming to you because they know you provide this specific service to now transitioning to being an entrepreneur where you have to think about what is my, my plan? What is my vision? What is my branding? What is my, who is my tribe? How do I market to them? How do I, you know, advertise my services? How do I generate demand? How do I control my costs? Now you had to learn all of that. 
And you did that while also being able to peep game of other folks that are already established. And like, I, I, you know, we talk about sports so much, not just because we in the shop, but because of our childhood mm-hmm. experiences and stuff like that. And, bro, I can't help but just think back to how it's no different than the rookie that's just waiting to get into the game. And you see them, they're holding the clipboard. They got the headphones on. They want to hear what the head coach is saying to the starter because they're biding their time. They're preparing knowing one day I'm going to get on the field, right? And you have two different approaches. You got some cats who do that, and then you got some cats who just they sit on a bench. They 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 not really worried about what's going on in the game because they think their number's not going to get called. But you've always prepared like your number was going to get called at any given moment. Um, and that has really helped to solidify, define, and refine what, what your vision is and, and kind of what your brand is. And I think kind of really that first experience at FIU is really when the seeds started to get planted about, you know, how you see yourself as a luxury barber. And that was only solidified in your next experience when you got to see what it means to be a luxury barber. I don't have to churn and burn my chair. I can work appointments only. I can have a higher level of clientele. I can command $120, you know, $200 a cut because of the experience, right? Because of the experience. Um, and so, yeah, man, I really appreciate just kind of hearing, you know, how you grinded in the beginning to get to where you're currently at and how impactful that has been, um, whether you realize it or not, on, you know, kind of who you are today in that bladed luxury uh brand that you've established today it's dope super dope at the time i wasn't even going by blade of luxury i think it was like razor sharp patent or something like i had i didn't come up with blade of luxury so i want to say i've been kind of here for five years so probably about two years ago because like my my instagram got hacked and you know, I was always like, bro, razor sharp pen. That sounds so corny, bro. Like, I need a new name. Like, this, like you feel me? Like, Superman is Superman. Spider Man is Spider Man. Razor sharp pen? No, that's it's gotta go. So, you know, I, I started thinking. You feel me? I was like, all right, bladed, blade. I like to finish with the blade. You know, something with the razor. So I got bladed, blade. Then I just like luxury and. Blade of Luxury. Uh, this, uh, this sounds kind of cool. All right, man. Blade of Luxury. You feel me? I knew, I knew it was a hit. When I told my dad, I was like, "Yo, it's a, it's a, my name's gonna be Blade of Luxury. You know, this is what I'm doing or whatever." And, you know, he's a, he not, he won't give you credit for nothing, but he was like, no, that's catchy, <laughs> bro. You came up with that? That's all you? Bought on Amazon, bro. Like, come on now. <laughs> That was kind of what I knew. Mm-hmm. All right, we're, we're on the same time. So, so let's go back. So I finished things at the uh, shop in Hollywood. Things things go sour, whatever. I wanted to work seven days a week. Clash with the owner. He didn't want me to work seven days a week. So I, got, I had some personal issues going on as well at the same exact time. Right? So in one month, I ended up you know losing my spot at the barbershop. Me and my wife at the time, she had she had kicked me out and said, "Yo, you gotta you gotta get out of here." So I actually went back to New York for about six months at the time. So that right there, that was a very very you know life turning point. I was you know super. If you want to talk about adversity, that right there is it. Like I literally lost everything. I've been put in work. 
I didn't have a car. I'm trying to get a car. Like, I was just super stressed out. Like, I didn't know what was going to happen. So, my dad was like, listen, you come up here. You know, I'll give you I'll give you my old car or whatever. And you, you got to figure things out. So, I go up to New York. I mail my barber stuff. Bro, I mail it. Right? It's like $1,000, I want to say. Gone. Everything gone, bro. Like, my clippers... My, I, I had to start from complete scratch, like, everything, bro. They, they said that they lost it or whatever, like, they couldn't find mm-hmm. it, and, bro, I, I was, like, at, so, mind you, lost the shop at the, lost the spot at the barbershop, divorced, well, not divorced at the time, but kicks, she kicks me out, lose all my barber stuff, I'm back home in upstate New York, and you feel me, so I'm, I'm, tw- I'm 25 years old. Going through, you know, like a midlife crisis, lost everything. I had no idea what I was gonna do. So I ended up I was washing dishes for like like a month, um, right up the street. And bro, when you talk about, for me that was humiliating. Like I'm not gonna lie. Like I'm I'm washing dishes in the back, and mind you, I've been in Miami, you know, being around all these professional athletes, buying and then here I'm no clippers, no nothing, washing dishes in the back. It's cold. You feel me? At the time, it was like September, October. Um, and yeah, it was just it was just a really, really down time. So um, I was washing dishes. I was food running um, at the same time. So I would wash dishes in the morning, go food run at night. Got my money back up a little bit. I started buying. You know, I bought my magic clip. Started getting everything back. My dad helped me out. You know, bought me the ring light or whatever. So I got I got the bare minimum. Bare necessities. I go to my childhood barber and was like, "Yo, my kid, can I work here or whatever?" And he said, "Yeah, you know, come, come do your thing." So now I'm, you know, working alongside my childhood barber, cutting, and you know, from there they they seen they seen the skills. You know what I'm saying? And mind you, I didn't grow up cutting hair. I haven't seen these people in years, you know, and then you know, when my dad talked to him, let him know what the situation was, help me parlay that. Um, and, you know, so I started building up my confidence a little bit here and there, you know, going back up. Boom, a few months go by. I'm getting some clients, some guys from restaurants are coming to, you know, get cuts or whatever. But, you know, this is winter in New York. I've, I've just been in Miami for, like, four years at the time. And I'm like, bro, I can't. Yo, I can't do this anymore, bro. I gotta like, go back. Yeah, dude, I'm, you know, there, uh, that winter, there was a few big storms, you know what I'm saying? And it was just, I was like, bro, I, I understand why I left now, you know? So, uh, when I was actually working at FIU, I got a DM from uh, Insta Famous Barber saying, hey, listen, if you ever need a job, hit me up. I never hit him up because I knew, I heard stories about this shop, bro. Like, they had, you know, soup, they were super busy. Dudes were real nice. You had to be fast, like you know what I'm saying. Like, like you sounded like the boogeyman, bro. I'm scared, bro. You know what I'm saying. So I'm like, you know, let me go get my skills up and let me see. So this is like my hail mary. So I hit him up, and they said, "No, you got to do open chairs, whatever." And you know, we ended up talking for about an hour, hour and a half, you know, about everything. And he was like, "Listen, bro, you come down here, you put in the work, you come. You know, you got no clients. You come open to close." your thing, you have everything you want. You're, you're chilling. You don't have to worry about money because you know at the time I had a little bit of money saved up. 
had the car for my dad. Um, but still, you know, he's like, yo, chair rent is 280 a week. 280 a week? Woo! You know what I'm saying? I was like, that That mm-hmm. number was astronomical to me. So I was like, all right, you know, like, whatever, whatever choice do I have? So, boom, that conversation happened. Next day, I'm like, hey, listen, uh, I'm, uh, I'm out of here next week. You feel me? Like, this is my last week. I'm going back to Miami. Thank you. Um, and, yeah, bro, the next week, I drove. Took, I think it was like a 20-hour drive. Stopped in North Carolina. Slept. Come here. Boom. So, you know. All right. So, took the drive. We're back. We're back here in, you know, sunny South Florida. And, you know, I started working at that shop. And, bro. First week. So let me put this in perspective. You know, in upstate New York, you know, I was cutting, but, you know, a few people a week, not crazy, you know, just something to get by, keep the skills intact. You know, over here was that pressure, bro. From nine in the morning, it was like people are coming in, had to do uh, the other barber who was running the floor at the time. He's like, You ready? You ready? Bro, this kid is shredded up, tatted, you feel me? And I'm think I'm thinking, you know, he's black. Yo, my man's speaking Spanish. I'm like, what is going on, bro? He's speaking Spanish. He got dreads. He's tatted. Everyone's nice. You know what I'm saying? I'm seeing these fades come out quick, sharp. Like, you know, and this was pre-COVID. So, you know, we had a waiting area. You know, this waiting area got filled up super quick. Like, you see people standing up waiting for haircuts. There's 12 barbers in the shop, like, wow. you know, so it's it was, mm. like, kind of going from one extreme to the next, you know, like that. Um, but, you know, I had no clients. I worked the whole week. But I had, like, 15, 1600 in cash after paying rent. I was so, I was like, yo, this is where it's at. All right, bet. You know, I, mm-hmm. I want to work all the time. So, you know, things, things ended up working. But, um, you know, from there... That first week was super stressful, bro. So I knew I had to start working out and things like that. So from there, I started developing kind of like that work ethic. All right, we're gonna we're gonna work, and then I gotta go work out. I gotta start eating right. I gotta start, you know, drinking water. And that was, you know, before I didn't want to drink water. I was always drinking Gatorades and sodas, and you know, be, being able to cut from nine in the morning to you know seven, eight, nine o'clock at night and keep that energy up. You got to really, you know, be, be, be focused on it. Yeah. Shape. yeah, be in shape. Man, what I, bro, as I'm listening to you kind of share and you transition perfectly, because one of the questions we love to ask is just like, tell us about a time you overcame adversity. And man, you laid it out there. I mean, talking about, you know, from losing your spot at the shop because of ownership issues to, you know, your relationship, having to move back home for the first time in God knows how long. And the one thing that you were able to establish, the one thing that you were able to establish early on in your time in Florida, losing that in the transition back, it truly is just like starting from scratch. And uh, I couldn't help but just keep like, you know, this, this thought just kept ringing as I'm listening to you talk, man, you know, as an entrepreneur and hopefully our uncompromising entrepreneurs that are listening out there resonate with this man. But it's like, how, how much do you love this? How much, how bad do you want it? Like, would you, would you be willing to, to build it all back up if you lost it all today? 
And if the answer to that question is yes, then you're operating within your, your purpose, you're pursuing your purpose, you're operating within your passion. Like that's kind of what we talk about, that intersection of kind of your skill set and your passions being your purpose. Like it's that if what we're building right now as an entrepreneur, like if you something happened catastrophic and you lost it all and you're not willing to, to put in the work and not waver from that to build it back then you're not operating in your purpose. And what's clear from your story is you have found your purpose and you weren't letting go of that, even if it meant going back to bussing, you know, bussing dishes and delivering food so that you can get the bare essentials so that you can get back into a shop and continue to hone your craft. And then I think I commend you on the resilience, man, and then just the the commitment to uh, again that, that pursuing that purpose of saying I'm, I'm gonna go back like I don't know how many folks have had a co- that confidence or that that desire to say I'm gonna go back to where I, where I got hurt the most or where I lost it all I'm gonna go back you know what I mean um, and to see you man just make that decision and throw yourself into the fire trust your trust yourself trust your skill set trust your instincts to figure it out. Um, and then to see where that is taking you today, man, that, like to me and everything that you've shared, that's the real message. That's the real lesson. Um, even for myself, as I think about what Jimmy and I have been building and um, just looking for affirmation that we are operating in our purpose, being able to ask that question. If we lost it all today, if everything that we've been building from the app to the website to the podcast catalog and all the seasons got deleted, the website got deleted, the app disappeared, would we mourn? A little bit, but then pivot to how do we build it back? And the answer to that question is yes. And that just affirms that we're living in our purpose. Um, and so hopefully our, our listeners out there um, are asking themselves that question. And hopefully the answer, like it is for us, is a resounding yes for you. And if not, then you definitely got to find out what your purpose is um, so that you can be willing to build it back up. It's good stuff, bro. Really great stuff. What I, what I appreciate, too, is, I mean, I think there was some confidence but there was a little bit of fear, but you, you went in, you know, you said that went into the fire, you went to that pressure cooker. Like you knew, man, mm. like these cats are legit. Like this, I, I gotta, I have to step up. I have no choice. I, I'm, a, I'm a little, a little weary, but you know what? I, I have to do this and I have to get it done. Uh, and you, you prove that to yourself and maybe even to them a little bit as well that nah, this cat, he does have what it takes, you know, and it's not, not just the skill, because it's not just that. And I, I so, so much appreciate that about you as well. I don't think people really understand that, you know, from a, a, a barber's perspective and being a professional like yourself, the amount of time that you're putting in and the physicality that goes into that, right? There's so mm-hmm. many calories that are being burned by you working with your hands, you're standing up all day. And not only that, but, you know, from our conversations, what I know about, you know, how we even got to this point and the conversations that you and Devon had, like there's mental energy that goes into, again, the experience, not just to cut, but my personality and how, how I have conversations with you, right? And, and how I make this, your time here, a time that you know was well invested because you got the fresh cut, you looking good, you laced up, but I also I was able to have a conversation with this dude uh, that that maybe taught me some things that learned, or even if it would just kick in, but it was still a good experience. Like all of those things go into being a, a barber and a grooming professional. Uh, and you did it, bro. You did it. So again, that's certainly uh, a lot of takeaways for Devon and for myself. 
what I'm curious about is, you know, and I appreciate you being very transparent and vulnerable and really sharing, you know, kind of those, those different steps of adversity that you went through within that time period. I'm curious, you know, if any, what lessons did you learn during that time? Maybe you didn't realize it at that moment, but you know now that there were some lessons learned that you hold with you today that allows you to be the entrepreneur that you are right now. Yeah, I mean, through that whole process, I pretty much learned that you just, you just got to keep it moving. You know what I mean? You're, there's going to be ups, downs, good days, bad days. You know, some days are going to feel like you won the Super Bowl. Other days are going to feel like, you know, you're at a funeral of your closest relative. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, there's just a lot of you know ups and downs. And you just got to try to stay level and stay true to whatever vision that you had. Saying because if if you don't really believe in what you're doing, the universe will test you. And if, if you're not ready and you're not willing to go to the furthest extent for what you want, then you know it's it's just not going to materialize. You know what I'm saying? Because there's just so many ups and downs that come with being an entrepreneur. You know what I'm saying? And you just you really got to stay focused, and you can't let anyone deter what your vision is. You because no one else can see what you can see. That's why it's your vision. Um, yeah, I think that's that's the biggest lesson out of everything I've learned. You feel me? No, I love that. I say that all the time, right? That, you know, God God gave you that vision. He didn't give it to somebody else. And sometimes that's so difficult because, like, you're you're trying to, to explain. And we're not just talking about, like, your 30-second your elevator pitch, right, or, or your bio. It's no, it's like this is what I see. And especially if they're not, sometimes it's easy as entrepreneurs when we're talking, right? We have conversations and like, oh yeah, I see it. But if they're not a visionary like that, it's it's hard to explain. Uh, but again, sometimes it it's not meant for them to see, right? What they do see is the effort. What they do see is the grind uh, and, and hopefully the passion, you know, that an individual like yourself has uh, that expresses, maybe I don't see the full picture, but I, I can certainly see how much it means because the extent that they're willing to go the work that they're they're willing to put in the research the time the learning the dedication uh the the amount of calories that they're willing to invest in this when i see that again i might not know the whole vision but i see the effort and and i believe and i trust in that i think i think that's just powerful yeah man I I would agree a thousand percent. I think what both of you have been touching on um, and the importance of understanding that vision is is for you. Um, it also it also kind of ties back to what you were saying, Henry, about like if if you don't if you don't believe um, in what you're doing, your vision or even if you do, the universe is going to test you regardless. Right. It's going to it's going to pull your card and find out, like, how bad do you really want this? Right. And you never know how those circumstances are going to present themselves, what those tests will look like, um, whether it is you get introduced to an abundance in a short amount of time or, uh, you know, it's a famine. Right. And how do you handle that? Right. How do you have to handle the ebbs and flows? And what I appreciate is you talking about the importance of um, continuing to go. Right. Like just continuing to keep moving the, the power and momentum and not, you know, not resting on those hills. 
right? When you feel like you won the Super Bowl, but also not resting in those valleys, right? When you feel like you've lost it all, um, you know, keeping that momentum going is the only way that you can continue to make progress. Um, and so, yeah, I, I agree, guys. Just, you know, the, the vision component is just so critically important. And um, I would say for our listeners out there, I mean, it's called vision for a reason. We talk about you kind of planning and strategy and what you're building. It's called vision for a reason. Um, it's it's foolish to think that somebody would understand your the vision of what you're building or just everybody would understand the vision of what you're building. Um, no different than it's foolish to think you could walk up to a stranger, take their glasses and think you're going to see exactly what they're seeing when you put them on. Right. Like. It's the it's the exact same is the exact same thing. Nobody would have that expectation that I walk up to a stranger. I take your glasses and I'd be able to see clear just like you do. Right. These are formulated for you and what you got going on. And that that holds true about your vision for your business, your vision for your life, your vision for your purpose. Um, Some people may be able to get it. Some people may be able to see the framework of it, but it's still not going to be 100 percent clear for most. And the minute you come to peace with that, the more you can focus on uh, pursuing your vision and not worrying about if other people are seeing the picture, too. So. Man, great stuff, bro. And, and Seriously. what I what I will say for our, our folks out there on Compromising Family is that, you know, again, depending on on your personality and and how God has wired you, I think for us too, especially for Devon and myself, like we've done so many activities in the past that helps us to see that vision a little bit more clearly. So what I'm getting at is there's even skill to that. Like, you know, I have this idea, but how do I continue to flesh out that idea? Uh, and that's one thing that we're also building upon as well is a, a vision workshop for business owners and entrepreneurs. Um, so definitely excited about that and, and dropping that uh, to come in the future. But that also, you know, segues ways to one of the questions I want to ask about your experience so far. Uh, in this from purpose to profits, you know, we've been talking about all season, the alpha test, and we were, you know, putting it out there into into the world, into the universe that, hey, we're going to start this. We're looking for four or five guys to be a part of it. Uh, You were one of those gentlemen. Obviously, we're connected. You know, Devon, but you follow us on Instagram. You listen to the podcast uh, and you elected to to be a part of this. Uh, So I'm I'm curious, you know, from your perspective, what has what has that been like? for you and you know it's still early because we're still working through some things but I'm, I'm also curious you know you know and be honest just how how has it helped um over the last few months to even help you flesh out some of the other ideas and and growth with the vision that you have for yourself and for bladed luxury yeah bro so let's rewind even before right so mind you i'm already cutting that Devin up for a while you know and i pay attention to what you guys are doing and you know in the back of my mind i'm like the new yorker in me is like nah you know what bro let him just wait bro just chill you know just let's see what happens you know you play you know cool guy in the back of the club not dancing so i'm like so boom as soon as he comes he gets that cut and he's like yeah bro you know we're doing the south of tennessee you know me and jimmy think it'd be a great idea in my head i was like Mm, let's go, you feel me? I was like, I bet, you know, so that was, that was a really dope, you know, experience kind of thinking of something and then actually watching it happen. Um, but actually, you know, once I sat down and, you know, started the, the course, whew, it literally, for person, it just answered every 
question that I needed, and it just it helped me. Because my problem is that, like, I didn't have clarity in in my vision, you know, past a certain point. You feel me? I'm like, yeah, I want to do this, I want to do that, but there was no real detail being put into it, and then there was no plan behind that. You feel me? So, the the course really kind of helped me narrow down that focus, make everything tangible, um, and it just it for me it like it just that light switch went off, bro. Like I looked at. Um, first the first few modules and then you know like Devin will tell you bro I start hitting up on IG like bro I got all these ideas bro we could yo I could do this yo like we could sell that and you know I want to you know do this that and the third and then you know Devin you know being the person that he is he just hit me back yo bro listen yo we could do a box you know what I'm saying that you could do this you could do x y and z and you know just kind of the the creative business juices just started flowing and pouring you feel me yeah, yeah. For me, that was kind of what I needed for me because I've been, you know, a solopreneur all the time. And even when I was working in the barbershops, you know, they, the people I was working with didn't have the same agenda as me. So I kind of would always stay to myself. Um, so, you know, now, now, you know, me linking up with you guys and, you know, getting insight into there, that kind of really was like, all right, this is more of my tribe. These are more of my people. Like, this is what I need to be around. And, you know, so what was that in? August, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah so August is started. In August, and you know, now you know, I got a pl- I got a whole business plan. You know, what I'm saying I got, you know, the the, the product ideas that we want to launch, and we're getting ready to do all those things now. And you know, I I wouldn't I wouldn't have have been able to, you know, come up with that plan and materialize it as fast. You know, like, like you guys help accelerate that process is what I'm trying to say. You feel me? Like, I, I would have done it myself, but it would have taken you another two, three years. Films I'm comfortable chilling, but, you know, and also, too, like, having you guys, you know, run the program and, you know, us being a part of it. Like, there's accountability that comes with that, too. You feel me? Because, you know, you, weeks go by, you know, you ask, hey, what's up? How you doing? Uh, you know, and, you know, personally, I, I want to be able to be like, listen, you know, this is what I want to do. I want to show, like, you know. This, I have results, you know, I'm putting in work, you know, and you guys know that I'm already in the business doing what I got to do. So, you know, there's ups and downs with that. But, you know, for, for me, I want to be able to say, hey, listen, this is what I have. This is what we're working on. This is how we're moving forward. You feel me? I don't want to be one of those guys where, you know, you ask me and I'm like, yeah, you, well, you know, like, I'm working. <laughs> you know, and I, I really want to, you know, show, you know, prove you guys that, you know, I'm really about this business life and, you know, so that was, that was not yeah and ultimately prove it to yourself too you know what i mean because it's really not about you know, proving it to us um you know we're here as a resource and yeah we're going to hold you accountable we're going to create the environment that would be conducive to kind of like you said that creative business energy because there's something different right when you're getting around other like-minded individuals and even if they're working in different industries than you are the fact that y'all are on this grind together, you're building something, you're working with other visionaries, you're working with other builders, you're working with other folks that have that that vision of what they want their legacy to be. That energy is just, you know, tangible, it's palpable, and um, it can put the battery in your back, man. And so um, now it's, it's, it's dope to hear from your perspective how everything has played out because, you know, Jimmy and I, you know, um, what we've poured into it. You know what I mean? What we've poured into it um, has been every fiber of our being and 
late hours and long weekends and the, the whole nine and figuring out different ways to make sure that we are creating a learning experience that really equips all of you with the tools and essentials you need to truly go from purpose to profits like we called it that for a reason it's not marketing it's a, it's a, it's about manifestation right and saying this is this is what you're going to get out of this journey you're going to start here with defining what your purpose is and i don't care if you even know it right now or you think you know it we're going to make sure you do the work to so you can definitively know it and then once you do that we're going to take you through the rest of these steps around identifying your tribe, niching down. How what is your what is your branding? How are you uh, representing in the marketplace? What is your business strategy? Like all of those things, so that it can then translate into profits. And what I think is really dope, right? You you know to kind of reference back to one of the things you talked about how the universe just plays out, right? And they're going to test you. You know, we started this journey back in August. We're coming towards the end of this journey together um, through the Purpose of Profits program. And you right, you have made a tremendous amount of progress from where we started to where we're currently at. Like you said, you have a bit uh, tangible business strategy, business plan. You understand what you're building over these next couple of years, short term and long term. You have ancillary products that supplement the brand so that you can offer something differentiated so that it truly is living up the bladed luxury. And then what does the universe do? It presents you with opportunities to potentially accelerate that even more, right? And now folks are approaching you about backing you, backing your brand and helping you get your first venture of having your own shop and what that looks like. And um, I know we were talking about that just a little bit before the pod has started, but I just think that that if that, if nothing else, is just confirmation about how the universe, how God rewards those that put in that work and really focus on what they're tilling in the soil um, and how it ends up blossoming the way that it is, man. And so I don't, I don't think that's a coincidence at all. Nah, I don't believe in coincidences. I believe in divine intervention and, you know, the word tells us, man, like you, you, you reap what you sow, right? But if you're sowing positive things, if, if your heart's in the right place and you're sowing blessings, bro, you're going to get those blessings back. So, uh, I am so I'm happy for you, uh, but I'm also excited to to see these next chapters, right? As as we continue to go through the next few months, uh, and we still got uh, a number of podcast episodes left uh, to our uncompromising entrepreneurs out there uh, to round out this season. But I'm I'm super excited as well already. I'm thinking about the future and season four. And just again, continuing to, to take everybody, all of our listeners and viewers out there on this journey uh, and continue to, to, again, to tell your story uh, and give updates on how you continue to progress with everything that is uh, right there, you know, kind of laid out for you, man. Just again, very, very happy and humbled. And, and again, I do feel blessed as well. I know Devon is just to be a part of it and to be able to see and witness uh, the progress that you've made. But again, what, what we know is is in front of you as well. by yourself all the time, wondering, you know, if anyone believes in what you're doing to, you know, now, you know, I got the 110% support from you guys, so that just gives me that extra boost of confidence, you know, like, you know, I'm stepping different now, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, kind of helps me push forward that much more faster. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so if, you know, if I had to, for me, uh, to, to kind of recap, you know, a couple of things, and obviously, Devon, you can you can jump in there as well. Um, the ability to, to persevere 
through adversity, which you know is going to happen. There's going to be ups and downs. You have to be willing to, to ride the ride as an entrepreneur. The determination to put in the work, one, to practice your skill uh, and to master what you do, but also in that process to do the research and to learn. And even as you were talking about you know, what you experienced through the From Purpose to Profits, Again, yeah, we're, we're giving you ideas, we're coaching, we're talking, but then you went off and you said, man, like I studied Nike and I studied this company and I, and I really started to understand like how they're doing their branding and different. Again, it, it also, again, speaks to your, your willingness and ability to want to learn, to take those steps and to do the research and to put in the work. Uh, and then the discipline, the discipline to ensure that I'm putting in the work. I know the level that I want to execute at. I know the level of excellence I want to be able to provide. So I also have to take care of myself, you know, mentally, physically. I'm doing the things emotionally to make sure that I'm in a good place to be able to provide, again, this level of excellence that I want to be able to provide, but that I know is going to mean something to the the clients and the customers that that, that you're working with. So um, just so many nuggets, man, throughout this. And, and again, for me, those were some of the key points uh, that I just wanted to bring up as, as we look to close out this particular episode. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think you rounded them uh, all out, man. And so I'm just really thankful um, for you taking the opportunity, man. I know you got a crazy busy schedule because you grind like we do. Uh, you grind just like we do. We were just chopping it up in the shop not that long ago. You was like, bro, it's been 12 hours. I ain't ate yet. Right. Um, and then we still chopped it up for probably like another hour after that, just talking about business and work stuff and um, the vision and things that you're working on and stuff like that, man. So I appreciate you taking time. And I think that your story is going to be, um, you know, some of the most compelling content that we have the opportunity to, to share with our listeners because they get to hear and hear you, not just your experiences, but also see themselves in it and say, yeah, man, I can relate to all of those things. Those feelings of being lost, those feelings of having to start over, those feelings of, um, you know, uh, trying to, you know, solve something simple and how that if plants the seed for maybe something that's even greater. And then how, um, you know, I'm so committed to that, that purpose that, you know, even if I lost it all, I'm willing to build it back up again and, you know, reap tenfold of whatever I lost in the first place, man. And so um, I just appreciate your time, man. I appreciate your story. I appreciate you, you know, connecting with our community, bro. And uh, really excited for what the future has to hold for you, man. And just thank you again, bro. Seriously, it was really good stuff today. Yeah, I really appreciate it, guys. Um, this is my first podcast, so I was a little bit nervous. And uh, everything went great, you know what I mean? I was just honored, honored that, you know, you guys asked me to be a part of it. Because, you know, like I said, I've never been a part of something like that. So I'm like... Me? You know, like, like to reference back, you know, I'm on the bench, and she's like, you're like, hey, Co- yo, you in? You coming in, bro? I'm like, all right, bet. You know, so, it's, uh, you know, like, nah, you... You deserve it, bro. You deserve it. Um, so having said that, why don't you let our listeners know where they can find you, uh, you know, via social media so they can actually follow you and get to know a little bit more about you and your journey. And again, follow you through this process as you move forward. Yep. So my Instagram is bladed with a period luxury. And yeah, awesome. that's it. I'm pretty much just really active on Instagram. You know, I got to definitely step it up in other areas like that. So. We'll work on that. All good. Yeah, yeah. Um, So, you know, to our uncompromising entrepreneurs, again, thank you for listening. 
uh, please show some love. We definitely love for you to comment, like, and share this podcast episode. Uh, we'd like to, you know, hear from you what what nuggets uh, really resonated with you the most. What part of Henry's story really stood out to you? Uh, we'd love to hear that. If you want to reach out to us, definitely you can do that by going to uncompromisingcoaches.com. Um, and if you'd like to to set up some time and talk with us and and start that process and really seeing, um, you know, if this is going to be a win win for you and what you're trying to do and where you're at right now, uh, we have a quiz that is on the website. So if you're thinking about being an entrepreneur, we have a very short two to three minute quiz that will really help you. And are you ready? To be a business owner, um, that quiz would be able to help you out and provide you some information uh, as a gift to you for investing your time and answering those questions. So please do that. Uh, again, you could always follow us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and of course on YouTube at the Uncompromising Entrepreneur Podcast. Uh, and pay, you know, pay definitely close attention. We talked about Henry's discipline and and the examples that he provided of that. On the last episode, we gave you reasons why today is the best time to be a solopreneur. But we also gave you a little word of caution. And one of the things we talked about is the fact that you have to be disciplined in your organization and your time management. So be on the lookout for the next episode as we dump back into that, dive back into developing greater self-discipline. It is so important as an entrepreneur when you own your own schedule to have the type of discipline to handle your business, be organized do the things that you need to do that are really going to set you up for success and provide the same type of excellence to your clients and customers uh, that we know Henry has been doing as well. So uh, until next time, we appreciate you guys. Thank you for listening. Thank you for riding with us. Uh, and as always, God bless y'all and stay encouraged. Stay encouraged. <laughs>